Welcome back to the Code Adam podcast. My name is Julia, and today's interview is with Madison Barbera. Madison attended Ironwood between March 2019 and April 2020, so pretty recently graduated. This is the first time I'm talking to um, an Ironwood resident who's been out of the program in the past year. So thank you, Madison, for being our guest today. Um, can you please describe your first experience with the troubled teen industry? So I've never been to another program or anything. Um, my first experience was just safe and found coming and I had no idea they were coming. So what state were you being taken from? Um, Maine. I'm right in Maine. Okay. So it wasn't like a crazy long car ride, a couple no. hours? It was just like horrifying because I wasn't even like living at home. And then, like, my mom finally let me come home for, like, one or two nights. And then literally the next morning I was taken. So that was kind of, like, their way of getting you um, to the program? Yeah, literally. It was, like, a way of, like, getting me there. I Like, I, I, I had, like, gone home to, like, work things out with my mom and everything. And, like, the next day I was gone. Like, they didn't ask me about it. I had no idea about the program. Like, they had been doing their separate research, like, my mom and my dad. And then, boom. Boom. So you get to Maine. You are introduced to what kind of staff um and then you know put on reflection does anyone during this time explain to you like what the program is and what you're about to go through and and what the school's going to be like maybe they basically just told me like this is a boarding school like you have no contact with anyone right now like the only things I was told were like the most like it was just wasn't great to tell someone who was freaking out like like I couldn't contact anyone so like that was the first thing I was freaking out about was wanting to call my parents and everyone. They told me I couldn't do that. I asked them, like, when I would leave because I was supposed to be graduating high school in a month. I had all my credits, and they told me that I would be doing school for over a year. Like, I would be there for a year. Um, they just, uh, yeah, they took me into the bunk. They just told me that I need to take off everything. They broke off my piercings. Um, and, yeah, I, like, basically was just in such, like, a, like, I was so scared and in such, like, a trance, I literally did whatever. Like, I wasn't uncompliant. Like, I literally was just sobbing. I was so scared. Like, barely anything was explained to me. Like, I had just woken up, and then I was there. Like, I just did what they said. Like, I put on the clothes. Like, they told me they were going to break off the piercings. I did, like, I explained to them. I was like, oh, no, they can't come out. I just got them. But I didn't realize that literally no one could have piercings. So they broke those right off, and that was it. Jesus, Okay. And um, what was your first um, impression of, like, the staff? Do you think that they that you felt like they were any way empathetic towards your distress? Or do you think that they were kind of just, like, uh, disregarding it and just trying to get you to, like, you know, come, you know, come on, sit down, you know, just like, get through it? Uh, you know, it really depended on the staff. Like, when I just remember being really, like, comforted. But at the same time, they were kind of like, this is it, kid. Like, this is what you're going to like this is what it is like and my first impression I was like what I thought it was like a summer camp because like that's what it looks like I feel like that's what a lot of people think when they get there because like all the kids are dressed in these uniforms and you're in cabins so it literally looked like a summer camp and I was like what is this and everybody was super like weird like lines like I thought everyone wanted to be there I was so horrified like it just looked so weird um so you get off reflection um, how long were you on reflection, your initial reflection? Um, I think I was on my initial reflection for like two days, maybe three days. I, I'm not sure. They gave me like a lot of 
writing prompts like just write things to yeah write. yeah like I had a lot to work on but I can't remember if I got off like right when I finished it or I'm not sure but I know I quickly returned back to reflection <laughs> I know I was off pretty quick and I, I was in the group maybe after like the initial 24 hours but I was like right back on reflection after that <laughs> So we talked a little bit earlier, there is a staff and I don't want to name names just, you know, to be polite, the staff member, but she was a resident there. And I believe I mentored her, but um, she actually was a staff to Madison when she was at Ironwood. And so I'm curious because you are a recent graduate and this staff member told me a lot of rules were different. So I'm just going to ask you a few of the rules that were the rules when I was there and if they were rules when you were there. So the first one I am I'm curious about. So we had to earn our mattresses and she's she's since told me that you guys no longer have to earn the privilege to have a mattress or a pillow. Um you do have to earn your mattress. You that's that yeah, you go to level 1, you have a yoga mat, you have a little air pad, but they don't give you the plug to the air pad, so actually right when you lay down on it all the air comes out. So it's literally like an empty bag with a sleeping bag that you get to sleep on on top. There's an um egg crate if we have them, but there's there was like a shortage of egg crates. Just the level 1 bedding was like those mats. Okay. So and then I have another question. Um so we had to um ask to step in and step out of doorways and sit and stand is that something you guys had to do in levels one and two yes yes okay and then um what was the other one oh so I was told that you don't get demerited or punished as much so for example if we forgot a water bottle or if we forgot a hat we would get demerited which um I'm sure you know what a demerit is but for the, the audience listening who might not know what a demerit is um it's an hour of work on your day off so we would get demerits for for getting water bottles or for biting our nails, something so minuscule little, um, or we could get um, reflection. So I was told that they don't do many like minuscule punishments anymore. Like it's just it's only if you do something bad. That's what I was told. Yeah, I don't know who. To- yeah, whoever told you that is. I feel like that's just like what they say. Like it, that's not true. Like I was there getting um, demerits. The the system of demerits is gone. We only get merits in SR hours, like service reflection hours or reflection hours there is no um like demerits and you don't do them on your day off like I was literally my first few months I didn't go to any group um besides therapy I didn't go to I missed school all the time I like I barely got to be there for dinner I never I was never there for dinner when I did come in for dinner it like became a joke for the girls group like they would all be like oh I miss you and like congratulate me that I actually got to sit there for dinner because I was never there and it would be over things like um one time I moved too much during COS and I asked them, I was like, how is moving breaking code of silence? And they were like, well, you're going to make other people laugh. Therefore, you're you're breaking code of silence. So I, I got in trouble for things like that for um, like I have I have ADHD, like I stir in my seat. I'd get in trouble for stirring in my seat all the time, like hours of reflection for stirring in my seat during COS, which isn't even breaking silence. I wouldn't make noise like I wouldn't rock the seat like I just like I needed to move like I couldn't sit there like a statue. Okay, can you explain to me a bit more about what SR is? So that's just reflection or? It's service reflection. And um, 
I spend so many hours on service reflection. Is doing service a- reflections just like sawing wood and like picking up rocks and um during the winter it was um like I went there I got there in the spring I remember almost everything I did I got there in the spring and I was picking the fr- uh the rocks out of the frozen mud with my bare hands that was really cold and it hurt um raking rocks evening them out um rebuilding the rock walls a thousand times basically I, I have crooked fingers now from dropping the rocks on my hands my hands are completely fine before now my middle finger is crooked and my ring finger is also crooked because I had to rebuild one of the rock walls that had just been rebuilt for like seven hours I think and I had got those seven hours for asking a staff um I he had told me how to properly do a crunch and I was like oh I, I was taught to do it this way in school and I was acting like a smart ass so I got four hours I believe and then um when told to drop a subject a few minutes later I was like I hadn't even heard the conversation I was like what subject and then I got three more hours so like that was like how quick you could get it like I mean you like I I learned literally to just be quiet and like that is not in my character like I have I have so many more stories but like literally I had so many staff like telling me like that I just needed to be quiet that the only way I'd succeed is being quiet like I had Wes sit down with me and tell me that like he wanted to challenge me to be quiet for 24 hours because that was the only way that the staff were gonna let me move forward like Wes sat down with me like in that kind of like honest way like listen like the staff are looking for you to shut up like you need to do that to move forward like do you think you can just be quiet for like 24 hours and I was like um no like I have to ask to do everything like I barely even get to talk to my peers like I'm always doing chores I was always doing SR like service reflection always like outside like but they still wanted me to just be quiet all the time and that like really like broke me down and made me super anxious to speak and like it was so bad that's really interesting to hear the owner of the program (laughs) you know pulls residents aside to tell them you know stay quiet because that's what you're expected of like um so you're charging parents however much money 10 grand a plus a month to then tell your kids these kids to suppress things and shut up and be quiet stop crying this is not the time to cry this is not the time to be upset like I remember I opened a letter from my dad it was like one of the first letters I got from my dad and he had sprayed his cologne on it and like when you're away from your parents for that long so unexpectedly like just like a scent like that bringing you back like I just started crying and I literally got put on reflection for like I think a day or two for emotional regulation and it was during free time like you open your letters during meal time like that is your time to enjoy your mail like and I literally got in trouble for it there is no time to like cry like they say that there's the right times there's certain times you can do it like you will get in trouble for having emotions there you will get in trouble for crying you yeah. will get in trouble for being too happy you will get in trouble for every like there is a certain um demeanor that they want you to be in all the time and you have to fit that to move forward like they have it set for you. Yeah, and I can I can vouch for that because I do remember several dinners where a resident, my peer, was crying next to me and I couldn't say anything. And just that eye contact of I'm sorry you're going through something emotional was enough to get in trouble for it. And the group split up and then more tension moving forward to bedtime. Like that just was a con- yeah. like a continuous thing that would happen like every other night, depending on what horrible staff we had. Not that all the staff were horrible, but the ones yeah. who did cause um, a lot of the like grief, the unnecessary grief, were not great staff. Um, yeah, there was some who just wanted to pick on kids for sure, who wanted to just you know assert like their authority at any chance. Like they, I feel like it was like when once they knew the rules as a new staff, like it was like boom. Anytime they saw it, like a kid crying out of turn, oh, we're doing chores, and that kid's smiling, that kid's laughing, that kid's oh nope, not the time for that. Like I got in trouble so many times for laughing. It's not even funny. I mean, hours of reflection. 
for laughing. And you think that they'd like really praise kids for having like joy in this place because it's like you're like all the kids are working nonstop, at, like emotionally, physically, like it's nonstop. You don't have a break. Like it, it's just it's it's so not okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you're just like oh, exhausted and then to have a moment of joy and then for the staff to be like, no, more trouble. It, it definitely like, and you're going to tell me that you're going to go home after a year having that, that type of atmosphere, people telling you to control your happiness and just to, to suppress that, to suppress your sadness, to suppress your anger and just clean up the rest of dinner and clean up this and clean up that and read your letters, but don't cry about it. Like if you go through a year of that and then you come out, you can't tell me that that's not going to cause long-term issues psychologically um, for, for, for these people. So my next question for you is where do you think you would be if you hadn't been sent to Ironwood? Um, I think, I think I would have been sent to some kind of like rehabilitation center. Cause I was struggling. Like I, the like Ironwood did get me like completely clean and like that's what I needed like I was just kind of all over the place but it wasn't also what I needed I don't know I needed something but Ironwood was definitely not it and I tell my parents all the time like like they did what they thought from what the Ironwood website shows you and from what they tell you man like that is the place you want to send your kid. But like that, the website, the pictures don't even add up to the place. So overall, you think Ironwood, you know, did help with when it came, when it comes to substance abuse, maybe, and, um, you know, kind of like um, sorting out that. But you did talk to me earlier about, you know, some diet restrictions that did cause, you know, issues for when you did get out of Ironwood. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so... Um... I have Lyme disease, and when I was away, um, once I realized that I was kind of stuck there, like, they told me, like, you're not going anywhere. So I was like, okay, um, well, like, I need to be treated for Lyme disease because, like, that was something, like, you know, I was living, um, you know, like, my living wherever, you know, like, I wasn't really taking, like, medication treating myself, and I requested to do it at Ironwood, and the nurses and staff literally refused to administer like my medicine correctly. And they also like thought that the way to help it would be changing my diet, which I never asked for. My doctor like didn't even ask for it. Like it was so strange how it happened. And then one day like, boom, like I couldn't have gluten, dairy, um, and I had to be vegetarian. And so my food literally went from like the normal small ironwood portions that we all just like gobble down really fast to like literally like blocks of like cold unseasoned tofu like i had to just eat like vegetable everything vegetable sandwiches just vegetables and in place of everything like i had such a lack of protein i was so anemic i was covered in bruises all over my legs from literally nothing like no no staff or anyone could see it because we always wore jeans but i was absolutely covered in bruises my hair was falling out like you could see bald spots all over my head i mean i, I lost so much weight like my face was sunken in my eyes were sunken in like i looked really unhealthy and I had even said it multiple times like I wasn't getting like the protein or the nutrients or something that I needed that was kind of like disregarded I mean anything that had to do with like my health was like disregarded like I could say like hey I need to be treated for Lyme disease well yeah but we're gonna give you the treatment we're not gonna give it to you correctly so you know like I like it was just it was never like right like they never like <laughs> I don't know. It just screwed me up so bad. Like, I have pictures from when I first got out, and, like, I don't even look like the same person. Like, my face is so sunken in. My hair is, like, gone. I have I have chunks of hair just growing in now. Like Wow. I think that it's interesting to hear about 
um, like the diets changing as well because um, when we had vegetarians, we had maybe two vegetarians in my group when I was there. And like, we just forgot about them all the time. Like if we were in the kitchen, especially if the boys were cooking and they didn't have a vegetarian, like they just forgot and they would just kind of take these blocks of tofu and maybe put a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, like put it on a pan um, for like a couple minutes and then just give them like a half cooked block of tofu um, and just pretend that that was fine. That was like good yeah. enough for like dinner, breakfast, lunch. Um, and we couldn't complain about it. I, I actually got my color pulled. I, I was sent down um, and when I was sent down was when the diet change happened and I had just got my purples back. I had been down. I had been sent down for a while. I was like, I couldn't get back up. And um, then the diet change happened. And I literally, I made a complaint about how the tofu was like they for meatloaf. They gave me literally a block of tofu that they had cut the middle and put raw onions in. No, no sauce, no nothing. It was literally raw onions and tofu in a pan. The pan was cold. Like it wasn't even hot food. It wasn't crispy. Like nothing. It was literally a block of like wet tofu with raw onions in the middle. And I complained about it and I lost my color because um, there was a new staff. That's another thing is when there's new staffs, it's like almost like the gray areas become the resident's problem. If the staff doesn't understand it, it's like it's on the resident. Like we should have known we should have done this. We should have like I complained to a new staff and I literally the new staff had gotten offended by it or um, she didn't know how to handle the situation. So uh, I basically lost my color for it, for like putting her in that like for complaining, like, putting her in a situation where she, like, didn't know what to do. Like, she couldn't get me more food. Like, it was, like, something so stupid, but it was all blamed on me for, like, it being a new staff, taking advantage of the new staff, although all I was doing was literally complaining that I could not physically eat the food. God, I mean, like, even just, like, the way you're trying to explain it, like, I remember trying to have, like, several conversations with staff where you have to, like, articulate yourself so well in order to, number one, like, not offend them, number two, like, not sound like you're complaining or whining, but also, like, um, to prove that you're, like, understanding the program and that you're like advocating for yourself and like it, there's just so much like thought process that goes into like having these conversations with staff yep. they don't understand like the fucking mind game that is going on like because I can just hear it in your voice when you're like you know telling the story it's just like I remember those trying to have like a conversation and be like hey could you forgot to give us our mail uh and we really want to like read our mail but like if you have if you asked it in the wrong way that's yeah. you losing your color like that's the difference between you reading your mail that night and everything being okay and like losing your fucking color it's crazy when I first got there like like I said before like they literally just were telling me all I need to do is be quiet. And mind you, like, I, I took this as literal bullying. Like, I was pulled aside by staff often, or not even pulled aside, right at the dinner table. I remember when I got to the farmhouse, there was one staff who would literally, like, say such rude things to me right to my face in front of, like, my whole table. Like, she would call me obnoxious. Like, she hated hearing my voice. Like, nails on a chalkboard. Like, um, every time I talked, groan. Like, I mean, like, straight up, like, bullying. Like, I hated talking. And, like, that was not like me. And, like, how you said, like, you think so hard about what you said. Like, it's just crazy how I was being told to just shut up, shut up, shut up. You're so obnoxious. And at the end, I wouldn't even speak. Like, my hair was falling out. I was, like, barely could eat. Like, I would cry when I had to talk to a manager. Because, like, like, the wrong word could literally get you sent down. Like, if you were just like, hey, like... Someone was being mean to me. You say in the wrong way, like, that's your fault now. Like, nobody else saw it. Like, that's you. Like, it definitely leaves you with this, like, weird, so like, way to socialize. I feel like Ironwood 
leaves a lot of kids feeling like they can't socialize or they don't know how anymore. It's just like this, the age that you're in these programs, you're so young, you're trying to figure out who you are, what your personality is. And then all of a sudden your voice is taken and you're told to shut up and you're told to suppress all of it. And then you're going back into this, like for you on like a COVID crazy world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I before my senior prom, I left right before I was going to graduate high school, you know, right before like all of that stuff. Like I, that was all those things, you know, like it's stupid, but like, I never went to prom. Like I was waiting for my senior prom. Like I missed all that. And like, I missed a year, like my senior year where I'm supposed to look at colleges. I'm supposed to figure out where I'm going after high school. I'm supposed to enjoy the fact that I finally got out of how many years of school but instead, I was doing school all through the summer. I did another extra year of high school, actually. I was not involved at all in my college process. The the um, leader of the school at Ironwood, he applied to the schools for me. Like, I, like, 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 my mom paid the application fees. Like, I told him what schools I want to go to. He applied for a bunch of other ones for me, like, paying my mom's money for the application fees. Like, right, like, like, every, you know, I wrote my essay. That was it. Everything else he did. Like, I didn't even apply to those schools. Like, nothing. Like, thing was just so weird. I can't even like get over like how strange ironwood is in so many different ways like it like straight up baffles me like <laughs> what's um what what has the transition from ironwood back into like the real world been like for you um really hard like i they basically broke me down completely to the point where i didn't know how to function i didn't even know my own personality and i was completely just surviving off of communicating with my um therapist and my peers and on the most basic level like just the most basic conversations like would like i don't even know yeah actually i kind of do know what you mean like there's like this part of me that has like conversations and this is with coworkers or um for me coworkers or sometimes my friends sometimes friends I've been with for like a long time I feel like I don't know how to communicate to them anymore on a real level like I just feel like I have to have this like base thing and if they want anything more than that they have to kind of um bring it up because otherwise like I just feel like am I allowed is this sometimes part of me like will be really reserved in what I say or what I do because I'm overthinking you know what a conversation is and like they really get you into like this headspace of like everything is about your actions and your emotions and all the stuff like where when I got out like I didn't have therapists like I was like like I was still meeting with my arm with therapists but like I was in a new state like I literally had no idea what to do all my friends were like away at school COVID was happening I couldn't leave my house like I had no idea how to deal with my emotions I had no idea like I could barely talk to my friends and all I was hearing from my friends was why do you you act so weird now you're so different now and like they didn't mean that in like a rude way but they're like who is this like shy like this shy ass bitch like that's literally what they'd say like they're like what happened to you like what did they do to you like because I literally just wasn't the same like I don't have the same personality like I'm not as like out there like I was an extreme extrovert and now I'm like it's like hard for me to speak sometimes like it's so crazy and like my friend like my best friend still to this day is like I can tell like by the way like she looks at me sometimes like she's just waiting for me to like come back like the personality because like they really break you down until you don't have a personality and they will tell you time and time again we're not trying to ruin your personality we're not trying to break down your personality we're not trying to change your personality but like they will break you down it's inevitable when you're putting a fucking child in a situation where they can't even they have to overthink you know everything down to like asking for mail asking for a cheese stick asking for a bathroom break asking to sit and stand like yep. if you put kids in those situations for long long periods of time there's this thing that happens called stockholm syndrome and you literally like it's inevitable your personality changes you 
can't like pretend that 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 doesn't happen like in situations where you're put in programs like this and you have like the owner coming and saying you got to learn how to shut up basically like everyone telling you like you have to change like you're you're too obnoxious you're too out there you're too this you're too that like it's like they they're like trying to get you into this mold that they want to see and they tell you it's like all individualized because like yeah they're individually like breaking down certain parts of you that don't fit that mold like like they did focus on my talking more than other people because that was the part that made me different than other people like I was so like happy and funny like everything I said was just kind of like a joke which I mean that sometimes wasn't great but like like I like you were saying before I think you I remember now you had mentioned something about how you had to think a lot about what you said and like there was like criteria like they made me write the criteria of when I should speak on my food log every single day. Like, at the top of my food log, it said, like, clear, oh my gosh, clear, um, I can't remember. It's, like, productive, um, I can't remember. It was just some long-ass thing where I had to, like, go through the list and see, is what I'm saying clear? Is it constructive? Is it kind? Is it helpful? Does it apply to the situation? Is it, like, I had to... Th- like, they made me this list so they really, like, could give me, like, okay, Maddie, like, if I would try to talk, if I would say, like, can you hear me, they'd, like, point, they'd be, like, check, look at your food lockers. They straight up wouldn't even let me talk. It got to the point where, oh, my gosh, I just remember this. Like, staff, I wouldn't even talk all day, and I would just ask to be heard, and, like, a certain staff, like, a male staff, really, like, he would really get on me for talking, and he would just say no. Like, I wouldn't even talk all day, and he would just say no. And it's, like, you can't just talk. Like, you're being told you cannot speak. And it's, like, I'm sitting there, like, I, I haven't even talked all day. I can't even tell him, like, hey, I haven't even talked all day. Like, what did I do? Like, I can't even do that. Like, I can't talk. Yeah, I the whole talking thing was fucking mess. I mean, and you're you're not the only one. There's a girl and every girl guy and every generation of Ironwood who just likes to chat and like there's nothing fucking wrong with that and trying to suppress someone's ability to t- like, you know, contribute to a conversation in a room. Like you're just going to tell these kids to shut up and be quiet and suppress themselves. That's not normal and that's not helpful to anyone involved. Um I remember like getting in trouble for singing and humming and stuff as well. And I just remember thinking like, this is so ridiculous because I'm not hurting anyone. I'm humming. I get frustrated on behalf of you. Like, honestly, like just. I got in trouble for singing and humming all the time or just talking. It got like, I like me and my good friend, like we had no rules. So we would just talk about music without singing it. And it had gotten to the point where they wouldn't even let us bring up song titles or um, artists anything like nothing to do with music like music was literally out and like that was one of those things that was like very therapeutic for me and like I didn't listen like oh my gosh it was so awful <laughs> it's just so random like why like why I know. and I don't know if it happened when you were there but there was like so many rules that were added on like as things happened and they told me that that's how it's like always been but like oh my gosh by the time I left there like it was so there was so many different like little rules it was just so crazy yeah that's like another thing is a lot of the time you're spent thinking about all the rules that you have and that's like a whole nother thing when you get out of the program you have to unlearn all all of these rules yeah you have to unlearn like asking for everything asking permission for everything you there's like like, people now without asking like yeah like that was a big difference for me because I was so scared to like make eye contact and like I got out and I was trying to get a job and it's like I'm so intimidated by authority figures now and like I'm so scared to speak and like look them in the eye because it's like I it's it's just so weird because it's like how you're trained for so long yeah um definitely just keep in mind that you know when you're because I mean you're still fresh out of Ironwood and 
the whole world is pretty crazy, but just remember that like, you know, you are worth all of the things that you like are like the world offers. Like don't don't ever get in the headset that like, you know, you don't deserve this or that because of Ironwood or like whatever. Cause I know that a lot of kids kind of can get in that headspace thinking, oh, I went through this and now I have like, you know, cause you do like when you are able to have like, you know, the ability to call and text your friends whenever you want, go anywhere you want, do all the things nobody's controlling you. And like, if you mess up or do something stupid or like, you know, your job doesn't work out, you, you can really, really quickly get into a headset of like, I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough. I'm like, yeah. I'm a bad person because that's what Ironwood kind of teaches you that you are if any of those things happen. So just remember like Ironwood, you know, is probably triggering those thoughts if they ever come to you. So yeah, and this world is freaking crazy. So just give yourself some credit because you just went through like a crazy, I know that Ironwood is helpful and like can really help like, you know, come off of substances, but there is like a lot of things to be said about like the way it can make you feel like during all of these other situations you're going to go through moving forward. So. No, like the, it was overall, like I think of Ironwood as like, it's so, it's strange to think about because it's like, it's such like a, it's just so like traumatic in like so many different ways. But at the same time, it's like, we acted like it was so normal. And like, now I look back at it and I'm like, whoa, I did get help. But like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Um, I don't know if we talked about, did you have a code, Adam? Um, so yeah, I, I had like, I was in gazebo number two, right in the middle. It was a very busy day out there by the fire pit. Um, there was literally so many kids and, um, this also, this like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to like set the scene for this. This was so embarrassing and handled so wrong. Like my Lord, like I, I was literally sitting there crying because I had just gotten in trouble for. Someone passed me a note, and I didn't respond to it. I didn't do anything but throw it away because I didn't want to snitch. I was, like, fresh there, okay? I didn't know that snitching was, like, literally how you will get through this place. <laughs> but I was, like, sitting in my gazebo, and, like, the kid next to me was the one who passed me a note. I was so mad, and I, like, couldn't even look over there. There were so many kids out there. There was someone else in the gazebo. And I was, like, sitting there just, like, scratching my ankle because, like, I had, like, a nervous, like, that's, like, my nervous thing. I'll, like, scratch my neck or, like, my ankle or something. But, like, I didn't have, like, a rock. Okay, they will accuse so many people of that. Like, oh, my gosh. So, like, I was, like, sitting there, like, like in crisscross, sitting there. And um, I was just, like, literally scratching my ankle. Like, not in any type of, like, malicious self-harm way. And one of the staff literally full volume stops what he's doing, points at me. Like, like I mean, like a kindergartner. Like, points at me, screams at the top of his lungs, self-harm. Like, not through a radio. He screams self-harm. Every kid stops what they're doing and stares at me. And I'm sitting there, my face turns bright red, and I was like, what? And, I, and then all of a sudden, all these people, all these staff rush me into the girls' bunk. And, like, they're taking away all my stuff. I, like, got on safety watch. Like, I did this whole assessment. Like, And, like, mind you, like, all the staff that were in that room had been so rude to me all day and all of a sudden like their faces changed their demeanor changed like everything was like are you okay is everything okay they were accusing me of having rocks hidden in my socks they, had, they were like oh no we saw you do this so I got like I got service reflection for like them thinking I was hiding rocks um all this other stuff just like it was it was so weird it was so weird and then I had another Code Adam story but I actually like it was like an accident it was really funny because staff don't communicate to each other at all I had literally walked to go to the bathroom at the farmhouse and they called a code Adam on me because I wasn't in my reflection spot. But yeah, that's the only code Adam stories I have. <laughs> I think it's so funny that like literally you could just walk and people can see where you're walking and they'll be like, code Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. I like 
No, but I mean, like, I had gone inside, like, the farmhouse had received me and everything, and they were, like, they didn't see me sitting in the tree, and it's, like, the first thing they do is code out them at the farmhouse. Everybody's, like, reporting there, and I'm literally in the bathroom, like, taking a pee. I'm, like, hey, guys, I'm right here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's just crazy. But, yeah, no, the first one was, like, that one, like, scarred me, and I hated that staff. I have, mo- I actually wrote a grievance on that staff, and then I actually revoked it because they told me that it would literally do nothing. Um, I wrote a grievance on him because I was told by a staff to um, record all the staff who were making us go to bed early, which already sounds like something I shouldn't be doing as a resident. That already sounds like I'm overstepping my boundary, but I was asked by a staff to do this, so I was like, yeah, whatever. So like, there I go recording all these staff who were making us go to bed early because like we didn't have time to write our journals some people weren't getting letters done in time like nothing was getting done in time because they were cutting our quiet time down to like 25 minutes and one of the staff told me to record this because they're like that's not okay like you need to know who's doing that and I was recording it and then I got in trouble for recording the staff and then when I was like oh no no like it's no I understand why you'd think that like this staff actually told me to do it and then he literally was like no I didn't and the entire girls group was like yes he actually asked the entire group Maddie volunteered and even though every single girl in the girls group like was like yeah no like that didn't happen I still got I think I got two days of reflection for that so from all of the stories and all of the like recounts of all of these situations, it doesn't sound like Ironwood has changed very much, honestly. Like I'm not gonna like yeah, no, pretend. I, but, but the thing is though, is like when I was going back down there as a blue, like I they had like you could trade in a merit for like a Febreze Tide Pod, and like you could trade in a merit for laying an hour on a hammock. I never even saw a hammock. I didn't even know that. They had them, but apparently, like, like I mean, like, I literally went down there and I was like, what is this? Like, this isn't even, like, what are you, like, what are you trying to do? Like, I didn't even, I couldn't even fathom, like, what they were trying to do, like, get kids, like, give more reasons for them to get merits. Like, I don't even know, but, like, all of a sudden they were, they were talking about hammocks. I had never seen one. Someone else told me that it was a thing, and I was like, what? Um, but it was, it was so different when I went down there and to, like, visit them, to, like, mentor the kids. It was... It's interesting. I mean, like, it's it's interesting to hear as well that they tried to, like, get rid of demerits and, like, now it's just SR and... Yeah, it's actually, like, um, I don't know how they did it before if, like, you recorded your own demerits or if it was on, like, a clipboard, but, like, instead of, um, like, you would... It would be your day where, oh, it's art class for some people, but you guys are going to do your demerits. Like, it would just be, like, in the morning, you woke, you would eat your breakfast, and the staff would be like, okay, guys, so you're not going to art because you have this, you have two hours of this, you have two writing assignments, you have this, this, this. Like, they would read it all off in the morning, off this one sheet of paper, and then, like, the group would get split up from there. And then sometimes, like, they wouldn't even read it at breakfast if you had morning school. That's they wouldn't ridiculous. Re- you know how, do you, I need to, like, tell people how ridiculous that fucking is, because, and I hope that, like, the owners or anyone who works at Ironwood hears this. If you're t- taking art if you're taking art or music away from a child who is in a high stretch situation and that is something therapeutic for them that's something more therapeutic than a fucking therapy family therapy where they're being forced to go in a room with a stranger that they didn't even get to choose okay first of all like you're gonna sit there and tell me that you're gonna punish these kids by taking away the one thing that might be therapeutic to them art music and make them work an hour and like reflect about how like crap you make them feel all day that's not therapeutic that's not helpful not at all I didn't even attend art or music for about two months into my program like that was like my incentive like I started doing better after I realized that I had to stop getting 
reflection on Wednesday to go to art on Thursday. Like, that was the only thing that got me. Because, like, I had never gone. I just wanted to go. Anytime I was there, I got right out, like, right away. Like, I never got to go. And art is literally, like, one of my biggest things. And that's another thing, actually. Like, I started drawing in my free time. And they actually told me that I needed to stop drawing and that I could only draw in therapy. So I actually, like, wasn't allowed to draw anymore. That's fucking ridiculous honestly because i feel like a lot of the kids who go into these programs they could be they could be building like some beautiful skills when it comes to like artwork music oh, yeah. you know what like, these kids are stuck in your program and they could be practicing guitar the hours that they're doing demerits and instead of that they're moving your fucking rocks from one end of the fucking program to the other side of the program how about you yeah. tell them they can sit there and play guitar and fiddle with an instrument for a while maybe that might be more therapeutic than telling them that they need to physically move some shit or saw some wood because that's not teaching them anything that's not building a skill that's just making them tired and angry no like i and i resentful. literally like i would like if you like if you were sawing wood sitting there crying i can't do it anymore like they would just pause your time like if you're freezing cold out there like there's nothing like there's no breaks or anything like it was just pausing your time like you weren't going anywhere or like they would add time on or something like that was always a thing like adding time on like i, I don't know but like what you're saying before about how like you can really get better at art like i did like i was actually getting really good at it and they saw that i was like i had like discovered my own style which was very like kind of like darker but like not like crazy you know what I mean and they literally told me that like they're like yeah no you can't do it anymore like if other residents like too many residents look at your art because all the girls would be like they liked my art and I liked that they liked it you know that was the only thing we could really share and I they told me that I had to stop doing all together because like they didn't want other residents to look at my art anymore yeah that's ridiculous instead of taking these kids and like putting them in a small yurt take them to the small yurt with a freaking art set I don't know let them paint about the fucking anger they're experiencing or the sadness like that. they're experiencing you know because that isolation and being able to create something makes you feel a lot more better than putting rocks and doing meaningless tasks and getting nothing achieved or nothing done or not feeling like you've you know worked on a skill that you could use in the future like this program is literally just like forced labor and compliance it's all it's about it's not about you building up anything or you getting better or you processing or you creating skills that are going to help you it's like a fear of getting in trouble like they just create this fear like you're just constantly scared to get in trouble until you just stop doing it like they'll give you 20 page essays after 20 pages like like they they give me 20 pages on or 30 pages on the rules of cos tell me how you can write 30 pages on that it's literally be quiet like and i literally had to sit there and do it i think that took me days and days but like if you enjoyed writing assignments they'd make you just sit there if you enjoyed work like if you had like adhd and you enjoyed work they'd make you do reflection like they would purposefully put me on silent reflection and i would never get off like it would take me days to get off of reflection and it's just because i enjoyed anything else or like i could do anything else writing assignments were so constructive for me and so good for me like when they actually did apply and they were reasonable but they knew i actually liked these and that they actually worked so they stopped giving me them the power trip they're all on like crazy power trips because like they have a group of kids that they literally can tell when to talk like i it's crazy yeah i really want to know like what some of these staff are thinking when they're like i'm I love my job. I go in every day and I like control these kids. Like I do they do like a lot of them really think they're making a difference or do they not like realize that the system that they're set up in is like not helpful? I don't know. We're coming close to an end and I wanted to say thank you so much for being our guest today and for breaking code silence with us.